What is going on, everybody? And welcome to episode number 25 of the Lunch Hour Sports Show. Halfway to 50. Halfway there. there. I was going to say, this is our quarter-life crisis episode. Yeah, and a crisis indeed um, <laughs> for, for professional football. So mm-hmm. we'll get into that. But um, it's a great segue for us there, Dan. So not quite halfway to 58, but yeah, Super Bowl 58 happened. Um, that's going to take up our time today, Dan, but I don't want to speed past. Like, did you have a good weekend? I know this was a busy weekend on Sunday. I had a great weekend. I had tacos on Friday. Oh, it's a great way to start. Can't beat that. That's just ultimate going into the weekend vibes. Uh, Saturday was great. I saw I had my first entry of the Dannys for 2024. I saw Boys in the Boat. Very good. Oh, okay. Who? What is this? What? I don't, I'm not aware. Uh, oh, Boys in the Boat's great. So it's a it's a really popular book, um, and it is about the 1936 uh, men's Olympic eight man crew rowing team. Okay. That won the gold medal in Berlin, um, right in front of uh, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, okay. And it's it is a really interesting story of. It's actually the University of Washington's rowing team that wins the national championship and then goes on to compete in the Olympics, but it's a really interesting story about these eight kids from very different backgrounds, and it takes place you know, in Great Depression America. So you get a, you know, a live look at that as kind of a background of these kids and what they grew up and went through. Um, You get a look at pre-World War II Germany, which Mm. is very interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that's fun. Kind of the going-ons there. And then it's just a really good sports story of this team uh, fighting their way to the Olympics and then winning gold in, in a situation that was, very hard to go win in <laughs> when you're uh, needless to say there's a little bit of tension in there little, here, i'd imagine a little bit of tension a little bit of yeah. tension and uh it was just awesome now the the movie does not lean fully into the the setting of all that um sure which is understandable because that's a lot um mm-hmm. a little bit different subject matter yeah to deal with but the movie's great the book i would recommend to everyone it's so good it's so, it's one of the best books i've ever read and awesome movie i enjoyed the movie thoroughly even though it was different it wasn't as it didn't quite pack the punch that the book did of like where america and the world was at that time as a background to just a good sports story um it's still a very good movie and it it, it hype you up for the olympics this year i mean there you go yeah i'm sold yeah well done dan good pitch well yeah it was pretty pretty average on our weekend you know did some run around on Saturday and whatnot, um, kind of just ugh, weather here where we're at yeah. in Georgia. So kind of enjoyed a chill weekend, which is great. That's nice. Always fine with that. Yeah. And, um, you know, today's also been, it, the, the raininess continued into today and didn't really help with that kind of post Super Bowl, stayed up late, watched the game mm-hmm. and then roll into the average work day. Th- those things did not coincide very well. I was dragging this morning, Dan. I'm still dragging. Still. Still. Yeah, we're probably going to go straight to bed. After, yeah, I, after I 100% am. Yeah, we're going to recap this game. We're going to talk a little bit more about our weekend, and then I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. This, this, we were talking about this, you know, before we 
hit record, but there should be some sort of national holiday instituted. And I know it's a lot to ask for a full work day off after a football game, but you had a great idea. This should just be the first federal half day. Like everyone just take the morning off. Yeah. Come in at noon. Eat lunch before. You don't even take your lunch break. Like you're just going to. No. You you work. You get here at noon, but you'll work through your lunch break. You know. I think most would sign up for it, Dan. I would. I think it would it would boost it would boost morale. People aren't getting stuff done anyway today. No, not a chance. Absolutely not. Let's be realistic. How much work is done in that first in the in the morning half of Monday compared to how much people just talk about the Super Bowl? Yeah. Or, right? Or sleep. So just, just fall asleep at your keyboard. Yeah. So and if you work from home, then like I mean no no questions asked like, absolutely the day starts when your first meeting is like that's yeah. just where we are yeah. i did not do that for the record if you're listening i did not do that <laughs> i didn't do that either <laughs> have to totally here. um but you know it's it's, it's a thought because now we've gone from just talking about sports on company time wait and and you know as dwight Schrute would call it time theft i think this is only fair dan um both to the employees and the employers. Um, if someone were to run on this in this election year, I, I think that would probably be a deciding factor. I think we could put all the other things aside. You know, I've been waiting for many years for oh, come on. a candidate to run on this platform. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you were about to announce your candidacy right then. Maybe I should. <laughs> I think you should. Maybe I should. Dan for president. Dirty Dan for president. By the way, that uh, I don't know if you saw that um, uh, Robert Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, commercial <laughs> ad. That really messed up a lot of people I was in the room with. They were like, "What is that?" Like they didn't know there was a Robert Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, that that's <laughs> running for president. And they were like, "Why are they running like an old political ad?" <laughs> like. Is this turn into the History Channel all of a yeah. sudden? What am I watching here? Because they did, they did have it as like a vintage. I don't know. Little, yeah, no, it looked very vintage. Like it was, you know, when it first yeah. came on, it took maybe a second for some folks. It took a second for me. Yeah, to kind of adjust to what I was seeing. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, good ad. Good ad. It was a good ad. Yeah. Were there any commercials that stuck out to you? I mean, this is super basic, but. The Arnold Schwarzenegger State Farm commercial was great. It was great. I loved every second. <laughs> they showed it again in overtime, too, and I was like, this is just great. <laughs> it was so good. There were some good ones in there, but that was definitely my favorite. I My favorite was the one, the Paramount Plus one with Hey Arnold and Tua. Oh, um, so with good. Creed, with Creed, which is a big running theme on our show. But here's the problem with it. I saw that two weeks ago. Because they put it on YouTube early, which they do for oh, all the commercials no. now. Which is like, on the one hand, I'm like, if it's a commercial like that that I know I'm going to like, like literally it was made, that commercial was made for me. Yeah. Like, hey it, Arnold it, and Creed. Spoke to your childhood and yeah. everything. Man. But like, yeah, I, I saw it on YouTube two weeks ago and I loved it and it made sure I didn't miss it during the game. Like I've already seen it, but yeah, I don't know. They're releasing these commercials on YouTube like way in advance. 
I don't know. It's a lot. I've, it's lost the charm a little bit for me. Well, Dan, should we talk about the game itself? I think we should because it was a good one. <laughs> it was. It was. People will have their own opinions. Maybe the the general audience would say it was a slow start. Yeah. I mean, by the I, by the scoring alone, yes. Mm-hmm. Not to say it was not still a good game in the start, but the points were not coming in uh in a plenty. I I likened it to a heavyweight fight where the where the fighters were just spending the first few rounds just kind of like finding holes, like just kind of figuring yeah. each other out. Sizing each other up. Yes. And Body I kind of shots enjoyed it. to the midsection, you yes. know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, but then towards the end, you know, things started moving a little bit. We got some overtime, which is always exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some overtime rules that were saw for the first time. Um, the 49ers also saw them for the first time. So that was exciting. We so, all experienced that together. So did Michael Hardman, apparently, because <laughs> he didn't know that they won when he caught the ball. <laughs> yeah, nobody's really talked about that one so much. <laughs> but he wasn't but, um, there. That's what a lot of the Chiefs were saying. They've been talking about it since training camp. Michael Hardman was not at Chiefs training camp. No, so, no. So yeah. he's gotten out. And yes. the Jets certainly weren't worried about it. He was so. on hard knocks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Well, Dan, let's just open this thing up, man. Yeah. Um, 49ers, Chiefs, Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Uh, Taylor did make it for the game. Good. The big news we were waiting for. Yes. Um, thank, thank goodness um, for CBS that she was there. <laughs> they had to get man, their 19 shots over. Oh, those ratings took a big leap whenever that was known that she would be at the game. Tony Romo, Tony Romo too, I think for the third time this year, called her Travis Kelsey's wife, which I think at this point he's playing with people. I think he knows <laughs> oh, surely, that they're not married. And he's, surely. He's playing with people, yeah. Should we be letting Tony Romo call the Super Bowl? Is this okay? Okay, look, we can have the Tony Romo discussion because, look, I'm he gets on my nerves too, but the Tony Romo hate has gone too far. It, it it's gone too far. He's not that bad. He, football alone is great. Oh, he's a, he's a football genius. Yeah, yeah. Like you just kind of have to take the good with the bad. I got really annoyed at the end of overtime when, and we'll come back to the beginning of the game, obviously. But for the Tony Romo discussion, the the last drive of overtime when people were wondering, like, if the clock expires, is the game over? Like, what are the Chiefs doing? Like, they're not calling their t- they're not using their timeouts. Um, are, they're not trying to play for the end of the clock here. Tony, and that was happening like on social media and on like Twitter all over the place as it was happening. And then Tony Romo was like, by the way, just so everyone at home knows, if the clock goes to zero, it, they just start another quarter. They just continue to play. That's how this overtime works. I know people are wondering about that at home. If it goes to zero, they just flip the field and start it as if it's a second quarter of a new game. And then everyone was like, Tony Romo, shut up. Stop telling us that it's going to be a new quarter. Like, we don't care, dude. And it's like, just what do you want him to do, man? Like, like you're asking for answers. The guy's giving you answers. He's giving what do you, you answers. Want, you know? I don't know. He's annoying. He's annoying. Like, when he was singing uh, in the commercial break, that was weird. That was weird. And there's just too many times where he was like, Patrick Mahomes would make a bad throw, and it was just an objectively bad throw. And he's like, he just felt the pressure. And it's like, no, he just made a bad throw, Tony. It's okay yeah, to not okay. say something nice about Pat. But, like, Tony yeah. Romo's okay. I'm, I, I, I don't know. 
Someone's got to limit his permissions on the little telestrator, though, because, man, he gets wild with that thing. He's got to be careful with that. Yeah, um, yeah, you better watch out. He's be... <laughs> Easy Tony. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, other folks may be rooting for it, because then he'll... <laughs> And he'll be canned, and you won't ever have to hear from Tony Romo again until he's oh, coaching man. the Cowboys. Uh, so, anyways. I, I would be in favor if – I hate what's happened to Greg Olson because I'm a big Greg Olson fan. But if they wanted to slide Greg Olson into the A-team with Nance on CBS and bump Romo down because Brady's coming in on Fox, I'd be, in, I'd be cool with that. I don't know, man. I think Greg Olson's um, probably got a future in the dozen. I don't know if he's he, going to be able to free up. I don't know. He didn't carry the one in the la- in the bonus round. No, no, that's, he didn't. That's a big he deal. Didn't. Josh big. Allen, Josh Allen with his dozen debut. But let's just talk about the uh, the dozen instead of the Super Bowl because goodness yeah. gracious, it's what we were really really looking for. Yeah, G- Gary V and Frank the Tank are quite a tag team. Oh, I must say. Gary V has <laughs> got to take a a bottle of chill pills and wash that down with some melatonin. Like, people, holy cow! People have no clue what we're talking about. <laughs> No, they really don't. We All right, so the game. Not. <laughs> the game. Yeah, so this thing gets started. 49ers get the ball. Here we go. We're excited. Super Bowl 58. And first drive, and there's a fumble. <laughs> and it <laughs> stinks uh, because the Niners were painting a picture-perfect drive. Like, Oh, yeah. Establishing the run. Brock Purdy made some really good throws over the middle. They were they were leaking out some screens to Debo and Ayuk and, and they it was just it was a rhythm that was like this is Niners football they're doing it right and then the fumble in the red yes. zone yes fumble in the red zone recovered by Karloftis and um, you're right threw some cold water right on top of that because yeah. man they were they were scooting I mean mm-hmm. it was first and ten second and four and then boom first down first down first down and then the fumble. Um, so it was unfortunate <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, could have gotten out of hand pretty quick here. But as we were going to begin to see, the points were not um, in a plenty, as we already mentioned in this. Uh, after that fumble, we get three punts in a row <laughs> from each side. Um, so then we get on down, but then lo and behold, a field goal. Uh Purdy throws a couple of completions to Chris Connolly, who is who is just getting the day started for the old Georgia faithful. Um, he would go on to have quite the day in a lot of ways, by the way, Chris yes. Connolly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Stud on special teams. We love him, man. That's, that's what's going to win the game here. Oh, yeah. Um, he and Ray Ray McLeod, um, 37 yards between them, getting down to field goal range, who then now Jake Moody, comes onto the scene and um the first field goal record set for this game yeah. uh drives home a 55 yarder and then boom we're up by the 49ers up by three um after a scoreless first quarter um defenses are just playing their hearts out in this thing dan really all night but especially to start the game especially that sam fran front four they were wreaking havoc even chase young got in on the fun with a sack yeah um they were, you know, Steve Wilkes was dialing up the blitzes perfectly. Sometimes he didn't need to because they would rush four and, and, and Bosa and Armstead or, or Chase Young would get there. And that was that was a problem. <laughs> but later on, Andy Reid would use it to his advantage a little bit. But early, some of that, some of the reason for that 
scoreless on the Chiefs side particularly was they just could, they had no way to run the ball <laughs> and they, they just could not. Yeah, no, it, exactly. And so 49ers defense stepping up big, Brock Purdy stepping up big. He starts off eight for 11 and five of those eight for, for 11 yards longer. I mean, then he actually had an 18 yarder. He looked he got good. called back. He looked really good. He was coming out ready. Um, and, you know, we expect this offense to be a little run McCaffrey heavy. And uh, Brock Purdy, no, sir, we're going to run a balanced offense today. He so. actually finished the day with 11.1 yards per pass on average, which was higher than Mahomes. There's, we got points on the board. Chiefs, their turn to respond. Um, we get a little bit of movement. Um, Rasheed Rice goes on for a three-yard run. Fumbles, um, but recovered by the Chiefs. <laughs> so we're okay. Um, they, they survived that disaster, and then boom, Patty Mahomes down to Miko Hardman for 52 yards to get into the red zone. Once again, tip your hat to the Georgia boys on that. And um, here they come, right? This looks like the Chiefs are on the move. Yeah. This is what we've been, this is what we knew was going to happen. This is what we were expecting. And um, they're in the red zone, first and goal, and another fumble. Yeah. It was sloppy. It was sloppy first half. <laughs> it's- yeah. I thought that they made it, or uh, I, I'm going to bring Tony back. <laughs> um, it was either Tony or Jim. I can't remember. Made a good point of saying that, you know, the Chiefs over the course of the season had just been very careless at points and not yeah. playing very great, well-polished football. Yeah. But in the playoffs, it was just like switch flipped. Switch flipped, yeah. They were playing just like the Chiefs always had. But for, I mean, I don't want to go too far, but I'd say a majority of this game, they were kind of playing like the Chiefs of no this season. You're right. You're exactly right to say that. They, they looked like week 14 Chiefs <laughs> for three quarters. You know who else was not excited about that, Dan? <laughs> that would be Sir Travis Kelsey. Uh, he was, um, I don't know which was redder, him or his jersey. It was, uh, he was fired up. Yeah. Um, on that Miko Hardman 52-yard pickup, the bomb from, from Mahomes, Travis Kelsey was wide open. He was wide slap open underneath. Um, he did give a little fist pump when the ball was caught, but then he went right to... Uh, Mahomes and was like, "Hey, brother, I am open. Get me the yeah, football." Um, and then yeah, that led to. Uh, do you want to just go ahead and get into the the Andy Reid moment now? Oh, or? let's get into it, man. Yeah, he he blows up. I lost a lot of respect Andy. for Travis Kelsey in that moment. That was very very uncool. I get that you're you sometimes get upset in the heat of the moment in competition, but like it's one thing to do that to your own teammate. It's another thing to do that to your head coach, who is a beloved head coach <laughs> that has yeah, like dude. made like, your career. If he like, played on the Patriots and you do it to Bill Belichick, there, there would be people who are like, yeah, you yeah. know, they'd be fine with it. You know, he's cranky old Bill. But this is Andy Reid, man. Yeah. This is the burger-loving man. Yes. Like, you don't you don't buck up on Andy. And I know he wasn't necessarily bucking up on him, but, like, you got to – I mean, he be, bumped him. He assaulted he, the man. You could file charges. <laughs> you could. If, he, you if could. he was not, if he was a worse man, he would do it. There's a lot of witnesses. Um, however many million. There's the mo- <laughs> the most witnesses there could ever be. <laughs> now he would have to battle the Swifties, so that would be difficult in court. I'm, but, 
I'm shocked that the Swifties haven't turned on him yet. I, I'm I'm just I don't know. He doesn't really. I don't know. He he's he's not a write a love song about him kind of guy. No. But maybe he's, that's you know, that's the deal. We're breaking the mold a little bit here. I guess so. But yeah, I was not a fan of this either. Um, it, it just and watching it too just kind of made me cringe a little bit because you see Andy's just like in the game, totally yeah. invested. And, you know, Travis bumps into me. And he's like, he's like startled. He's like kind of starts to lose his balance a little bit. And I'm yeah. like, somebody help me. somebody catch Andy, you know, like he didn't fall, of course. But man, I was, uh, I was not a fan of that. And, and Andy goes on to, you know, be totally chill. And I, I think that, you know, they even made up on the sidelines mm-hmm. throughout the game. Um, but I, I just did not appreciate it, even though Andy's such a, such a pleasant guy to just move along. It, um, one personally. of my one of my favorite NFL moments from my favorite NFL player was when Peyton Manning and Jeff Saturday got into it on the sideline. You ever seen that clip? I have not. No. Okay, so there was a game once. Uh, it might have been an early playoff game or, or a regular season game or something. But uh, the Colts get down into like the red zone, and then they throw it three times, and they have to kick a field goal. Well, they're, they're running back to the sideline, and Jeff Saturday's saying to some of the other offensive guys, like, we need to be running the ball down there. Like, when we get down there, we, that's when we need to buck up and run the ball and get the ball in the end zone. Peyton Manning just goes off. He just goes, he's like, look, I'm the one calling the plays down here. You need to just shut up and mind your own business. You're not the quarterback. And then Jeff Saturday kind of goes back in on him, like, look, man, we got to run the ball. We got to get the ball in the end zone. And that's when – Peyton Manning, in just the all-time Peyton Manning voice, just goes, just freaking block, Jeff. <laughs> just, <laughs> just out of anger. Yeah. And then they just walk away. And then it was fine a few minutes later. So, And I love that moment. Because it's it's two players in the heat of the moment, you know, rivaling perspectives. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like, I don't know, like, doomsday or anything and nobody touched anybody like nobody got in on anybody's grill they were just like they they shared their displeasure and then they walked away and then the next series they were like all right we're good let's just forget about it yeah yeah this was not that this was a step further like you shouldn't be you shouldn't be bumping people and you shouldn't that's your coach like i don't know i yeah i really did not like that moment i didn't either man i was was not a fan um yeah not not a fan, but on we go. Uh, the game, the the show must go on, and so they they worked through it. But not a not a good look, and I think generally the perception was not super well received mm-hmm. of that. I get it, you're a competitor and you get fired up, but man, like we're all professionals here, and there's, there's a, a line. there's a there's a line. There's yep. a line. Yeah, there's a line. He crossed the line. Yep, you put it perfect. So this one moves along. Um, big injury. Comes up in the second quarter as well as Dre Greenlaw. That was one of the worst injuries I've ever seen. Just the yeah. circumstance of it. Not even in the in the flow of the game. He's just bouncing no. up and down on the sidelines, runs He's in. He's hyped pops, up, man. Pops as a kill. And it stinks. He was having a heck of a game up to then. He was an impact player on defense. He got in on a few tackles. He was bringing the energy. That was, that was awful. Yeah, man. It was really, really weird that he rode it. shotgun in the cart, too. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> like, that he I did didn't not get on the that. tray on the back. He just like hopped. He just opened the door and hopped in the front. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you know. You don't even do that for an Uber, man. Like, you just, right? 
<laughs> but yeah, I'll take the back seat. I hope he can. I he's a great he's a great player. I hated for that that for him in that moment. I hope he can he can come back for next season. That was terrible. Yeah, for sure. You hated it. 49ers defense uh surely did as well. Yeah. Would have uh, been nice still, to have him. Late in the yeah. Game. Right? It would would have welcomed it. From there, you know, you get the fumble. The Niners don't really capitalize on that. They punt. That one where we talk about with the Green Law injury. Uh the Chiefs go for negative three yards on that drive. They punt. And then the Chief, uh, the 49ers get the ball back. And here comes Kyle Shanahan, ready to create a little chaos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we get uh, a little bit of trickery here with a, a trick play to get the first touchdown of the game. Um, Brock Purdy over to Juwan Jennings, who sends it to Christian McCaffrey. With a little bit of a good risky throw there, but it... Just a bit. <laughs> it made it, and that's all that matters. And... um Christian McCaffrey to the house, 21 yards, touchdown, Niners up by 10 now. Yeah. So we, we've got a touchdown on the board. That's exciting. I love – there's moments of being a football fan where, where you just – you've put in the effort, you've put in the work, you've put, you've, you've put in the, the, the hours, and there's moments where you just get time to shine. I got to be the football fan in the room that as soon as the ball left Purdy's hands toward Jawan Jennings, I, I got to be that guy in the room that was like, double pass, double pass coming. You called it. I got to be that guy, and it was it was great. Uh, nice. Jawan Jennings was making a making a case for Super Bowl MVP there for a while. <laughs> he was having a heck of a Dude, game. He was everywhere, and he was making some big plays wherever he went. Third and Jawan. He's the man. Third and Jawan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call him. They get up there with a 10-point uh, lead, first touchdown of the game. Um, the Chiefs come out, drive it on down, and man, they get close, uh, get down ultimately to their 10-yard line by the time it is all said and done and have to settle for the field goal. And that sends us to the half after um, after a kneel down by McC um Or no, 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 sorry. It was a run. Uh, they did get six yards off that. But then we go to the half, and it's 10-3. to three. And um, yeah, then here through half, it's interesting. You see that the Chiefs are down. Um, but actually, before that, I should have backed up a little bit. I didn't know this, but I saw uh, Ben Arthur put this out there, that Patrick Mahomes has actually trailed by double digits in all four of yes. the Super Bowls. Yes. And uh, that same defi deficit before the field goal, 10 points, was you know to beat the Eagles last year um, and the 49ers. Yeah, the last time they played, so you couldn't you couldn't the, count them out. And the Bucks, which they continued to trail <laughs> by a lot yeah. more. <laughs> but yes, yes, it, he he has a pattern here. Mahomes was objectively bad in the first half. He was not he was not playing good football. Yeah, it, it didn't look good. I mean, I mean, it wasn't like the 49ers were making it difficult for him. They Absolutely. were doing a great job. Um, but I think you're 100 percent on it. Both things were working together to give us what we saw in the first half from the yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, and I think the play calling was very conservative from Andy Reid because he he took that first half to kind of figure out, like we talked about boxers trying to find find where they can make their jabs and throw some haymakers. He really took that first half to be like, okay, what can I start doing with my playmakers now? Which turned out to be a huge benefit. Yeah, no, for sure. Um and, you know, when they, when they get the ball back there for that field goal, they had a good bit of time. I mean, that was a four-minute drive. But, Dan, over or under, 
two minutes left remaining in the second quarter. I'm setting it at 110 for the passer rating for Patrick Mahomes. What would you say? Two minutes left in the second quarter, over under 110. Passer rating 110? Yeah. Oh, way under. With two minutes left remaining in the second quarter as a starter. Like, this is his career. Oh, oh, his whole career? Yes, his career. I'm sorry. Oh. That was the other caveat I didn't throw in there. I would probably say over. Over just a hair. Tried to catch you. Yeah. But you got it. 110.5. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to up it now to 130 for two minutes or less in the fourth quarter. Oh, way over. Yeah, 144.2. Yeah, dude, he, he loves a two-minute drill, man, <laughs> at the end of the game specifically. It's insane, dude. Uh, it's insane. You know, you talked about some of his struggles, but, dude, when you're close in the game, late in the game, it's just another gear that he that's what he is. That's what he does, man. He's that type of competitor. It's it's unbelievable to watch. It really is. It really is. Um, so um, thoughts on uh, Usher? What'd you think? Oh uh, well, well we'll hit it before we hit the third quarter. <laughs> you know, man. So Usher, what it was tricky because when when you're parent of a young child, you're <laughs> yeah, either missing yeah. you're either missing football or you're missing the halftime show. <laughs> you have to kind of make your choice. And so I paused it because you know we live in the 21st century. We can pause our TVs. Yeah. Um but our TV has this fun, you know, I mean like most things, a little sleep feature where after no activity for a little bit it goes to these nice calm, serene settings. Yeah, yeah. And so I paused it before bedtime, but it did not stick. Uh, when it went to sleep and I woke it back up, it went to live TV. So I think I caught the last two songs maybe of Usher's performance. Um, but I still enjoyed it because that was when we got to see uh, Lil John and Luda come out with him. And, um, you know, we brought the world to the A, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I, I honestly didn't intently watch it. I was kind of doing other things while it was on in the background. Um, I, it seems like the halftime show is always such a contentious thing. It's, it's, you watch it, you don't know what to think, and then people go to social media to feel like they should figure out what they should think about it, and it's either 15 minutes later after the halftime show, everyone talking about how awful it was or how satanic it was. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> one of those two, one but it's never complimentary. The halftime show boils down to, guess what? However much you like the performer's music is probably how much you're going to like the halftime show. (laughs) So Yeah, yeah, exactly. For me, not really uh, an Usher fan, just going to be honest. Uh, It's not that I dislike him. I've just never really heard much of his music. Mm -hmm. Um, So when he was on, I would kind of hear something and be like, oh, I I didn't know that was him. I've heard that before. Okay, interesting. I was pleasantly surprised. By the halftime show, I thought it was solid. As when I drove home, I listened to Usher. I was pleasantly surprised. That's that's, <laughs> that's about how it goes. Like that's about how it goes. Like the weekend, I hate the weekend. When he did the halftime show, I hated the halftime show. There you go. Eminem, so you're Snoop just Dog. not going to come out of it any different than you, you did. Exactly. Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, love those guys. Love the halftime show. That's usually how it's going to it. go. <laughs> you found the formula, man. <laughs> Just, just a shocker, breaking news to people that that's how it goes. So I did. I guess it was cool that Atlanta got a spotlight for a second. Yeah, we I love did, that. 
Yeah. It's the, I saw many people making the comment of, you know, it's the closest that uh, Atlanta was getting to a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was yeah. vicariously through Usher and it's going to be a while. Lil John. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's nice. Dan, since we're in the halftime, we're in the halftime of our pod here as yeah. well. This is courtesy of Fox Sports. Um, I want to play a little game here okay. with our halftime. This is our halftime show of this podcast. Okay. I'm going to give you a celebrity who attended the Super Bowl. And you have to tell me whether people booed for them or cheered for them. Oh, I love this. Okay? Yeah. All right. Let's start with Justin Bieber. Cheer. Booed. Oh, they booed? Okay. Yeah. Booed. I like that. Um, Fat Joe. A cheer. Also booed. What? Yeah. On Fat Joe? I am also going totally off what I'm reading right now. I did not witness this happen live. Yeah, I, so. didn't, I didn't see this either. I don't think I'm this was going, on TV. Just going on, going totally. I missed the here. streaker, by the way, which apparently wasn't even a streaker. They were just no, and it didn't show it at all on TV. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, the Nickelodeon broadcast had Larry the Lobster running out there. Apparently, oh my gosh, that's which great. Was great. I love did this. You, it wasn't a streaker. It was a fan on the field. Let's see if I get this right. Um. Every streaker is a fan on the field, but not every fan on the field is a streaker. There's just mm. some wisdom for you to impart. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, a couple more names. I'm going to finish this out. Um, Paul Rudd. Uh, boo, because he's a Chiefs fan. He was booed. Yes. Yeah. He was booed. Okay, Martha Stewart. Cheer. Yeah, she got you. She's yeah. a baller. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Paul McCartney. Cheer. Yep. Also cheered. I don't know how you'd boo. You can't boo Sir Paul, Paul McCartney. Yeah. No. No. You're you're booing the entire Beatles at that point. Leonardo DiCaprio. Big boo. Yeah. Booed. Yeah. Yep. Def booed. Big boo. Yeah. I think I think I did see him like pulling his hat down. Yeah. Or something. That was probably yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Oh, that's a cheer. Yeah, for sure. You gotta you gotta cheer for Jeffy. You gotta love Jeff, man. Yeah. All right. Last but certainly not least. Taylor Swift. Mixed reviews. 50-50? 50-50. Some of both. The scoreboard had it as booed. Um, I don't know how they measured Fair. that. Yeah, but. I don't either. <laughs> Nonetheless, there we go. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move into the second half. But interesting, Dan, coming into this game, and we've got two premier tight ends, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. Or did I say George Kittle? That's right, George Kittle. Oh, sorry. I don't know why. I just thought he was Greg for a minute. Okay. Have you not heard about this? Have you not heard about this? Is this a Mandela effect? Am I not this, alone? This is a man. So pardon my take for the last like five years have been calling George Kittle, Greg Kittle. <laughs> okay, great. And confusing <laughs> the crap out of people. They've been <laughs> okay. calling him Greg. They, they only refer to him as Greg Kittle. Like literally they just had him on the show on Friday before the Super Bowl and they titled it Greg Kittle joins the show. Oh, man. Great. All right, so I'm not crazy. Yes, that's that's so funny that that happened. Oh, my gosh. They got me, man. Yeah. Well, Greg or George, whoever he is, Mr. Kittle. Uh, uh, so going into the second half, zero catches. No no targets. Yeah, they were um, not using a premier weapon. Um, no. And Travis Kelsey, one catch for one yard. Going into the second half, um, as we kind of alluded to, is some different numbers. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, not in the lead. 
nothing out of the usual um, in the last Super Bowls. Uh, down by 10, 24-14 to the Eagles. Down by even more to the Bucks, 21-6, though they did lose that one. Um, and then they were tied going into it, Niners Chiefs 10-10 last time. So no lead to be found um, regardless. But we get this in here, and you're thinking, okay, tail of two halves, here they come. Chiefs are getting the ball. They're going to go make it happen. And an interception. Right away. And a bad right one. away. Like a, like a bad, bad one. What was the number? It was something crazy about how many attempts since his last interception. It was a lot. It was, it a was lot. at least, I know, like, what, seven playoff games or something? That was the one thing over this stretch, even when Mahomes has not played well. He's still taking care of the ball. Like, that was very yeah. uncharacteristic for him to overthrow Kelsey like that. And, yeah, that was just it very was. odd. I want to say the number was like 218 attempts, maybe yeah. in the playoffs or something, without a pick. So, At that point, I'm thinking yikes. Niners punch it in. This game's over. Right? Yeah. You'd think. Because if yeah. they can go up and get a touchdown, stretch this thing to 17-3, to that's, that's not looking great for the Chiefs. Yeah. That's putting it lightly. So... That's uh, it's you know it's exciting, great opportunity for him. But man, the drive did not produce much for the 49ers. Three plays, negative one yard, um, not much happening there. Also, a bit of a scare with Debo Samuel, um, going down there for a bit. We saw him come back, but still, he got a shot at it all, like yeah. a big one, like a <laughs> yeah. big big one in his hamstring. Yeah, they were like, "What's the legal limit on this stuff?" <laughs> Go a little like, over that. Yeah. Just don't measure it so much. Just kind of pour yeah, it yeah. in. You know? Be liberal. Be liberal with it. Just, you know. Exactly. So, um, yeah, with that, still 10-3. Missed opportunity there. Um, get a couple of punts. Yet again, defenses are doing their thing. They sure are. We hadn't talked about Chris Jones yet. Chris Jones. Oh, dude, Chris Jones. If, if Chris Jones is maybe two steps closer to Brock Purdy on a couple plays, there is a case to be made for him as the MVP of this game. He yeah, was certainly. so incredible. He was the yeah, reason dude. He was the reason that they were able to stay alive in this game, honestly. Well, and down to the end. Yes. Because we'll get to it. Very but yeah. well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he was back there creating havoc and just, I mean, I'm not going to say he put the whole defense on his back, but you he take him did. out of that game. He kind of did. Yeah, honestly. I mean, if he's not there, I think we get a different result last yeah, night. I would agree. So, for sure. So then um, here we come. Uh, Chiefs get the ball back here in uh, five minutes left in the third quarter. Old Patty gets a 22-yard run. Um, you know, the Chiefs are kind of breaking it out here now. They're they're running the ball a little bit. They're using um, Kelsey more. Yeah, 11-yard reception worked. to start it. Yeah. Exactly. So um, he's happy, hopefully calm now. Um, but yeah, so then you get a um, 22-yard run um, from Mahomes there. You've got a few different runs, just kind of scooting them on down the field. Uh, get it down to the 39, fourth and six. It's a question. Do you want to go down and get you, get you a touchdown or go ahead and kick it here? It's still early, so no reason to get too crazy. But they trot out Harrison Butker for an attempt at another Super Bowl field goal <laughs> record in this same game at 57 yards. Did not stand for long. Keep this thing moving along. Uh, now it's 10-6, tightening up a little bit. Um, and then you kind of mentioned 
the importance of special teams in this game, and we get a we get a big one. We get a big whoops. Yeah, and this is the first play that made me remember. Oh yeah, the Chiefs they have dark magic, and and their their spells are binding here. Um, Which it stinks up because this was totally just accidental. Like it was. this was not. I mean, I know that they talked about, like, oh, you got to shout, what was it, Peter or something? It's like, you got to yell Peter. To- they do Peter, yeah, Peter's the standard one. I didn't know that. I'm glad you knew, but I certainly didn't. They used to say, they used to say, uh, poison. Poison? They okay. used to say poison, but that's that harder to get sense. out in the moment, you know. Again, kind of a freak play, bounces off his foot, um, Daryl Luter was not able to get it together, and now... <laughs> McLeod's just got to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and they get it in great position. You know, I don't have the numbers on where they started each drive, but even in the red zone, the 49ers done a great job of kind of limiting their drives, but yeah, for sure. It's tough to go ahead and, and give the chiefs the ball down there on the 16 and, and not expect points to be on the board. Mm hmm especially a touchdown and it only, it only took one play. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. Right. To Valdez Scantling. Great throw. He's kind of left open a little bit of a busted coverage, but yeah. So now here we go, Dan, we've exchanged leads. Here we come. Uh, Chiefs are up 13 to 10. And like you said, this was a little bit of like, oh, all right, well, here we go. <laughs> the yeah. Chiefs are, are just about to start to feel and, it. Yeah. They're going to go ahead and, and, and do their thing. But hey, props to the Niners. They weren't having it. Did not lay down at all. Purdy goes. He throws it to Jennings, to Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk um, for 46 yards between those three. And then to Mr. Kittle himself on a fourth and three to get down to the 15-yard line, which mm-hmm. is close. Um, it definitely made it. You know, I know there was at first they were like, did he make it? Like, yeah, he definitely made it. Yeah, yeah he got it. Yes. Um, so then, man, you go up. Get a touchdown now. Uh, Juwan Jennings, as you mentioned, have a day. Third and Juwan. Third and Juwan. He made a third down conversion on that drive. Sure did. And touchdown. Um, Not that it was, well, no, it was definitely consequential. Almost said it was inconsequential. Actually, very consequential. (laughs) Um, That the extra point is blocked on this, which was just kind of like, you know, you get into the rhythm and the groove of a football game. You just kind of get ready. You know, things happen. Like when they go to for the point after you're kind of already getting ready for commercials. Maybe you check your phone real quick and then just like, no, like chaos ensues Mm -hmm. and it was blocked. Which was big. And that also felt like more of the dark magic being sprinkled on for a chief's win here. Mm -hmm. It's just like, "Mm, that's definitely not going to come back to bite the Niners. (laughs) Right, 100%. I think it was losing the record. I think it got in Jake Moody's head. I think so. He, I think he just hit just it low. Down. He just hit it low. Hit it low, man. Big time. Um, so, nonetheless, they get a touchdown. And this is where, you know, defense have held their own, but now the offense is starting to come out. It's not a full-on wide open, just barn burner, but they are scoring. Chiefs get the ball back. They go down. They tie it up with a field goal. Um, big connection there with – Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey on that drive. Yeah. Um, so you start to see him really get involved. Pacheco to starts to get loose, house. too. He did. Yeah, he definitely did. Um, how many yards did he end up with? In this so game? this is an interesting – I want to talk about the rushing stats for the game as a whole for a second. 
Yeah, go for it. So Isaiah Pacheco, 18 attempts, 3.3 yards a carry, 59 yards. That's not something you're used to seeing. Obviously, the front four and the and the the linebacking crew. I mean, Fred Warner was Fred Warner. We haven't talked about him yet, but he was just it, that guy. He's so good. Yeah, dude. Um, he was all over the field shutting down the run. Um, Pacheco not doing much. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire only had one attempt. Like he was he was not being mixed in very well. Rasheed Rice had a couple of carries. Do you know who the leading rusher was for the Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes. It was Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> With sixty-six yards. And well, and they talked about it some on the broadcast. Yeah. Where it's like when it was in that fourth down situation, it's like he's going to have the ball. Oh yeah. And who, I think that was a lot of it. To? Yeah, that was a lot of it. And you know, I mean, like those twenty-two yards that he got on the one run, like that. That goes for a long way too. But Count, counteract that now, on the Niners side. I kept telling, I also, I got to be the guy to call the double reverse pass. I get that. That was a big moment for me. (laughs) But I also got to be the guy that was kind of telling everyone like, hey, when this McCaffrey guy, when he gets loose, look out. He never got loose. He never did. Like they really bottled, he would get, he would plunge forward for six, seven at a time, you know, here and there, making some good runs, but they they kept him contained. He never hit the home run ball. He had 22 carries for 80 yards, 3.6 yards on average. He Christian McCaffrey had more yards receiving than he did wow. rushing. That's wild. I would not have expected that. That is the stat that I believe won the game for the Chiefs. For them to be able to hold him that much to just yeah. that in the running game and for the Chiefs defense to play that well, that's what did it. Yeah, man, that that's that's a great point. And as you're saying it, it's kind of hitting me now. I mean, I think the most wide open he got, I mean, the biggest play he had was on that trick play. The sc- well, the, that and then the screen pass in overtime. But again, yeah, screen pass. It was not running the ball. They never yeah. got to establish them. And Elijah Mitchell didn't do much either. Like, they just never – think about Brock Purdy, too. Brock Purdy didn't run for anything. After what, after what he did to the Lions and then in this game, they bottled everyone up on the ground. It was – it was impressive. Yeah, really was. Man, props to the Chiefs D. I did not even realize that. I They're mean, good, dude. And you'd think for eighty something yards, like yeah, pretty good game. But like this is Christian McCaffrey. Like that's not what he's used to doing. Yeah, Especially at least not when, when he gets the ball, the ball twenty two times, over twenty times. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow! Well, that's a great point, Dan. Really good call out there. So then here we go. Um. They go down now, uh, tie ball game, five minutes left, 16-16. Um, 49ers get the ball back, and now we're trading field goals here, basically, Yeah. Um, to, to finish up the game. So uh, they go down, make it to the um, – oh, goodness. It was a 53-yard field goal, um, so not quite into the red zone with it, but it's points, it's the lead. Um, and it was a 23-yard completion from none other than – Jawan Jennings yes. helped him to get there. So Moody, you know, he, he he comes up with ups his kicker game once more, and uh, he he raises Harrison Butker yet again. So Chiefs get the ball back. They go on down, and really, I mean, the the fact that this ended in a field goal. I mean, to to keep the game going, it, this could have ended. Travis Kelsey easily. almost had a touchdown. 
Yeah. Right there at the end. Yeah. Like going into overtime was was a great blessing for all of us. Maybe yeah. not for Chiefs fans, but I was fully prepared for this just to be over. You give Patrick Mahomes the ball back with a minute fifty three. That's like it's not know. a good recipe for success. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, opinions aside around how lovable or not he is, we talked about his passer rating. This is what he does. Yes. And um, like you mentioned, almost on a touchdown still, um, 22 yards to get down there. Um, but 49ers defense staying strong, stops him at the 11 in a 29-yard field goal to tie this thing at 19. And um, that's with Brock Purdy. They get the ball back. He kneels, and we go to overtime. And so at this point, Dan, I mean, we're all fully invested. This is a great game. Oh, yeah. Um, super, super excited. I, I mean, I know, again, if this is one of your teams, you'd rather this thing be over with. But very exciting football for the Super Bowl. Absolutely. For us all to watch nationally. Um, as I mentioned, that blocked field goal looks – really tough right now that's the thing though i that i kind of accepted once the clock hit zero on regulation i was like even if they had that extra point patrick mahomes is gonna get it he's gonna get how many points does he need he'll get it he would have got a touchdown there at the end they would have won anyway going to overtime um new rules both teams getting a possession 15 minutes on the clock why is there a clock (laughs) i was wondering that i was like why is there a clock It's no point for the clock. There's no there. We don't need a clock. I don't it's know. just to fill that gap on the screen. I don't I know. There's no point having a clock. No. It, it don't do it in college football. Just overtime. Why don't you just do the college football overtime? It's so much better. And it's pretty yeah. much the same now, except instead of the 25, you get it at the other 25, pretty much, because yeah. you know it's going to be a touchback. Yeah. But. I don't know. You you just don't need a clock at this point. Like, you just get a possession. No, it's definitely better. It's better than what we had. Absolutely, I agree. But yeah, there are some 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 kinks. You know, when I was watching it, I was wondering because we fixed a lot of things on this podcast. We have fixed uh, and solved the tush push. Mm-hmm. We have fixed Hall of Fame voting. Yep. I was prepared for us to have to fix overtime, but it actually went fairly well. I think so. this is. I think this is it. I think this is like. Let's just get rid of the clock and let's just call it. Like, yeah. this is so the just, NFL. Just a over- tweak, you know. You yeah, guys yeah. got the idea, but just tweak it a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we've given our suggestion. Well, um, man, the Chiefs, or the 49ers get the ball. Great spot for them. And <laughs> you would have thought that the clock mattered here, Dan, because <laughs> holy cow. I mean, seven minutes, 38 seconds come off the clock. And it was like a... Just- it was like a Georgia Tech drive. It was just, <laughs> just I mean, just chipping away. Yeah, little by little by little, um, and that, now this drive did get a little bit of help. And I'm not saying that the call was wrong or bad, but on that third and thirteen, where McDuffie gets called for defensive holding, I am for any call going against the Chiefs as well. So yes, yeah, yes, <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, so. we're we're all for that. I will say that there were qu- quite a few things going the 49ers way that probably some Chiefs fans were pretty um upset about. I can't say the Joker's name. Usechek. But Usechek. Des Bryant so was not happy. That was I firmly believe that was a catch. I, I think he caught that ball. 
I think so too, because he was yeah. down with possession, and he, he was. was clearly moving up the field. The foot and um, what's his face? Was it Gene Steratore? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He made the Always point. Gene, man, love old Gene. Love Gene. He's the he's the he's the boss, man. Uh, when when Uzcheck stuck the ball out with both hands wrapped around it, that was the football move. Like he took two steps mm-hmm. and he and he reached for the first down. That wasn't him still trying to secure the ball. So no, Des no. Bryant can shut up. That's, I yeah. saw I saw him being like, "Oh, this is not a catch." I'm like, "That's the identical play to your catch." And I know they didn't rule it a catch for you, but like. You're really showing your hypocrisy here, Des. Like, yeah, I don't know. Even even Tony, I think, was like, "Oh, it looks much different than Des's." Um, which funny. which was funny, <laughs> and yeah. he was right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's actually so, right. Yeah, props to Tony for that. Yeah, that was funny. Um, he has his moments. I, I know he's not perfect, but he has his moments. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah they they march it down slow, methodical. This is like what you were saying come to light. They kept feeding Christian McCaffrey, and he was getting the ball down the field, but never in big chunks. Yeah. Like, and at this point, George Kittle is hurt. Yep. Debo Samuel is on the field, but very limited. Um, there wasn't – and they basically just put the clamps – they put Jerry Sneed on Brandon Ayuk and just said, all right, Brock Purdy, it's either going to be you or McCaffrey, <laughs> and we're selling out for McCaffrey, so you got to beat us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I say that you know the the screen to McCaffrey proved fruitful. Oh, um, absolutely for twenty four yards. Yeah, but running the ball, just not there. Um, but some big plays within that, like you mentioned with Uzcheck, um, Brandon Ayuk eleven yard reception. Uh, man, still just like Brandon Ayuk, underrated. Love what the guy. a guy. They get the ball down, man, all the way to the nine and they've, they've got no juice left. They did their best 27 yard field goal from Jake Moody and they go up by a field goal game over. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. It's very similar to what we felt a few weeks ago with the bills and chiefs. Yeah. It was like, yeah, you got a field goal, but that's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. You can give the ball back to that guy. And at this point, even before the Patrick Mahomes effect, Andy Reid had fully figured out Steve Wilkes' uh, rhythm of blitz calling. There was there was a play towards the end of regulation that at the at that point that's when I was like I knew the Chiefs were going to win. They the a blitz came, and and Mahomes just slipped a quick almost like a shovel pass basically just pitched it real quick. To Rasheed, to Rasheed Rice right where the blitz had come from, from the second layer mm. of the linebackers. And that's when I was like, yeah. man, Andy Reid knows what's happening right now. Like He's got it. He's got but, it unlocked. Yeah, yeah. And then layer that on with, this is the, I mean, I mean, we'll talk about it later. It's like, this is like the Michael Jordan of the NFL right now. Like, mm-hmm. it, late in the game, this is not smelling good for the Niners. Not at all. And um, your hunch would prove to be right, Dan. Uh, Chiefs get the ball. They go on their own seven-minute drive, seven minutes, yeah. 19 seconds, because why not? I raise you, you know? another Georgia Tech triple option-esque time drive. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, um, you know, they're just kind of getting it down the field. You know, they hit third down a few times. Big fourth down conversion. Huge, um, yeah. They just were like, here, it's your ball, Pat. And he goes for a cool eight yards. I, I would think you probably want to have him accounted for like 
so somebody's just running it, Patrick Mahomes or yeah. spy him or something, but just he goes around Warner and, on him. Yeah. Well, he, he ultimately ended up with it, but um, yeah, just uh pretty easy conversion. And it, it was kind of weird, you know, that it was fourth <laughs> and one, but, but I don't know if any of us were like, this game's about to be over. No, I mean, it, 49ers no. fans were hoping, but <laughs> I don't think we were expecting them to not convert at this point too. It's almost as if the, the four man rush that was so fruitful for the Niners in the first half, those guys were tired. Yeah. Those guys were tired, man. And they were not getting in the backfield anymore. No. So it was just up to the secondary at that point. Yeah. And, and Patrick's going to be able to have his day. If there is a weakness of that Niners defense, it's, you know, outside of like Charvarius Ward, it is the Niners is secondary. So, yeah, no, for sure. So a big fourth down conversion for him there. Um, it's a good 13 yard pass to Rasheed Rice on a third down. Uh, Patrick Mahomes again, just like you mentioned, the the D line is doing its best and still getting some pressure, but you can tell that it's not getting there at the yeah. time that it was. It was always just a hair too late. Right. Um, he get Patrick Mahomes gets another 19 yard run on this drive, and they just kind of keep on scooting it down till they get to first and goal on the three yard line, and it was inevitable. If, if it was not yet inevitable, it was now inevitable. Yeah. And um, first play, first and goal on the three, Patrick Mahomes finds Miko Hardman in the end zone, and the game is over. Another props to Georgia Bulldog out there. Um, but, yeah, that's it then. Chiefs win, Super Bowl 58. So an exciting game. Dan, how did you feel about it, man? What, what, how, just put a bow on this thing for us. What were you, what were you thinking about the Super Bowl as a whole? I mean, all time great for me. Um, I think of some of the ones I've seen. The you know, Eli Manning helmet catch is. I, I feel like that'll never get beat uh, for me. Um, I really loved the Niners Ravens one. I really loved the. Um, the Malcolm Butler, even though the Patriots won that one, the Malcolm Butler, the play at the end. This one's right up there for me in that group. Um, this was such an entertaining game. Um, I think I'm kind of – I've talked about how, like, seems like America is turning on the Chiefs a little bit, and I'm uh, maybe slow to that. I think I'm, I'm, I'm officially – I think I'm over it now. <laughs> or at least I'm over Travis Kelsey and after that kind of display and I'm kind of, I don't know. I don't want to be that guy that just automatically hates a dynasty. And this is, uh, this is a dynasty now. Like you okay. win three so you're, and five. You're putting the label on it. You're yes. saying it. You win three and five, you're a dynasty. Um, I think Mahomes actually summed it up perfectly. He's like, yeah, when they asked him, like, is this a dynasty? He's like, I'd say it's the start of one. Um, yeah, I agree. You win yeah. three and five, you're off and running. Um, I'm. I was so. I hated the Patriots so much that when the Chiefs started to ascend to that that level, I was welcoming it. I was like, yeah, like a team that plays fast and fun. Like this is okay. I'm cool with it. I don't know, man. I'm kind of over it now. I'm kind of over the Chiefs. <laughs> it's, it it well, happened for me last night, just because they they didn't. They, this is the third playoff game in a row that it felt like they didn't really win. The other team lost it. Mm. You know. Um. Niners making mistakes there towards the end. 
Um, in fact, like, you know, you talked about it with Chris Jones. There was a play that the Niners could have won the game on. Um, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it we was, did skip back over that. But yeah. if he had not gotten back there and, and affected Purdy. If Brock Purdy had maybe three quarters of a second more to find Juwan Jennings, but Chris Jones was there, like, it, it, the punt that goes off the guy's foot, the block right. extra point. It's just like they keep winning in these weird ways. It feels like the Patriots made over again. Like they're not, they don't, they don't pass the eye test of wow, this looks like one of the best teams in the NFL. I mean, the the Patrick Mahomes surely had one of his moments um, where he started to throw the ball pretty well. But like for the most part, it felt like the Niners really outplayed them for a lot of this game, and they still weren't able to get it done. And they played a prettier game all yeah. throughout. Yeah. But yeah, I I I'll say it. It's a dynasty. I think we can start talking about Patrick Mahomes. I don't think there is a top five list of quarterbacks, even at this point, that is complete without him on it. I, I think he's up there. Yeah. We'll see what he can do for the rest. It's crazy though that like, you know, well, there's a lot of Mahomes Brady comparisons and he's won three in five years, which is insane. You win three championships in five years in eighty four. That is that never happens. And he's still not even halfway to Brady's Super Bowl total. Yeah, like, that's scary. That's ridiculous. But I mean, we'll see. I'm going to continue to enjoy to watch the rest of Patrick Mahomes' career. Because I do I do eat up the legacy stuff. I'd like to see what kind of run he can make at, you know, Super Bowl totals and MVP totals and all that stuff. But I don't have to enjoy it <laughs> at the same yeah. time, you know? Like, <laughs> I will respect it. history and not necessarily be like, yeah, that was great. I enjoyed that. I Loved think it. you were right. We, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think that quarterback documentary back in the summer opened everyone up to, like, these guys aren't really fun anymore. They're just, they're just kind of yeah. annoying at this point. Well, and you put it perfectly. I kind of remember that too when the Chiefs were winning the first one. It was like, whoa, hey, like where's this the Chiefs cool. come from? Right? Yeah, like here they are, young quarterback. It's pretty neat. And over time, just with the kind of identity of this team, you mentioned. I don't know the quarterback docu documentary just maybe seemed like a turning point. It was like, oh, okay, well we didn't really know about this side of Patrick Mahomes and little things. Mm -hmm. Throughout the year, you know, the worst call I've ever seen, you know, and some of Travis Kelsey's antics, you know, amplified again on Sunday with the Andy Reid. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it an altercation, but with that incident. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, like these guys are, unless you're a Chiefs fan, it's kind of hard to enjoy yes. <laughs> seeing them win a bunch. Making it real um, awkward for everyone in the room right now, guys. Like, I, I still want to give him, I know he's had his moments this year where he's, He's not been in very good light. I totally understand that. I do want to give him a ton of credit, though, because there has to. been... You have to. There has been every opportunity this year for him to not shoulder the blame for some of the chief shortcomings, especially in the regular season. So many opportunities for him to say, these receivers suck. This, <laughs> like, you know, and he didn't do that. He, he really did. Um, you know, he had the bad moment with the worst call I've ever seen. He apologized for that. Him and Josh Allen are cool. Like, I will say, like, he, as well as you can try to handle yourself at the top of the summit that he's at, he's not doing so bad. Like, um, and it's crazy to me. I feel like the Chiefs won the Super Bowl this year, like, on hard mode. You know, like, on mm, expert yeah. mode. Where That's fair. Yeah. They got rid of all their receivers. They had Kadarius Toney. 
in their starting where lineup. Is he? From, yeah, where is where is Katie? <laughs> yeah, uh, for most of the year, uh, they had the the biggest distraction you could possibly have on earth with Taylor Swift coming into the mix. They have a defense that's that's gutted. That is, it's crazy to me that Chris Jones is the only starter that was on the first Super Bowl team for the Chiefs. Everywhere wow. else, this is a new defense. And they still won the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I think a lot of us were probably writing them off with the way they were playing in the regular season. It was mm-hmm. like they could turn it on in the playoffs, but, like, there's a lot of other good teams that have a good shot at winning it. They were on my nice list at Christmas. I will take credit for that. Oh. They were, they were on it. Props to Dan. And I said, if we're sitting here in February and they're holding a Lombardi, I am surprised, but I'm not shocked. So that's where I'm at right now. I am surprised, but I'm not shocked because the Chiefs is the Chiefs. Chiefs is the Chiefs. Great way to wrap it up. I tell you what, though, if they want to do this again next year, they're going to have to they're going to do some things. Their, (laughs) Their offense needs a little bit of retooling. Well, and who knows what's going to happen to Travis Kelsey. That's yeah. going to be interesting. He did say he's playing in 2024. So He did say that? I didn't see it. Yeah, he he didn't he said that like earlier today. So that's very new. But Okay. Yeah. Um so be but it, yeah. I mean, I don't know why you would if you were already thinking about retirement, but it's fine. It's fine. I don't think uh I don't think you can go into next year with Rasheed Rice being your wide receiver one. I think they're going to need a little bit of a little bit of help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing against Rasheed Rice. He's great. He had a great season, but but you got to have more than that. You got to have more than that. He he's not Tyreek Hill yet. He's right. good. He's very good. No. Yeah. Well, very well put, Dan. And another year, another Super Bowl, another Chiefs Super Bowl win. Um, we'll see what happens next year. Um, and you, you feel for the 49ers. Great season. They'll be back. Um, they're, yeah, they're so young. They are, and so many guys that ever producing at a high level it'll be it'll be cool to see where they go and it may not be the last time that we see him in this position um especially if brock purdy continues to make strides um i thought he played a great game last night to me that that put to bed all of this stuff about him last night like there's so many opinions out there about him dude's a good quarterback he's not going to give you he's not going to give you a all-star effort every game but i like i said about like jared goff jared goff will give you a stinker there's a lot. There's a lot of NFL quarterbacks that are that are I would say elite that yeah. will give you a stinker. Yeah, sure. I, Brock Purdy, I would say, top ten, top fifteen quarterback in the league. Man, he's he's solid and yeah, he's top half for sure, absolutely. above average. He's sober Stetson Bennett. <laughs> so, Sunday school Stet. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I stole that from uh, oh, from did. Chris Marler over at um. Saturday down south. So that I have to hilarious. give credit where credit is due, but I saw that and it was perfect. That is great. Um, I had both wearing that. the number 13. Wow. Yeah. That's great. That is so funny. Nice. Dan, well, this has been good. Um, if nobody's surprised yet, this this was going to be the episode today with yep, Super Bowl this is recap. It. This is it. Um, it's the big game. This is the big, big pod. Um, was going to be our conversation because we we're soaking it up before we get into. The off-season content, I would say. I know the NBA is happening, but we do still have some excitement with college basketball, pitchers and catchers report. Tennessee um, got rocked on Saturday. That was shocking. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I may just try and take up your mantle from college basketball for college baseball. It starts Saturday. All right, Dan, well, let's wrap this thing up this week with a little bit of garbage time. 
There was none in the Super Bowl, so we got to have some here. Dan, did you have a, a garbage time worthy moment? I did. Uh, I had a little, a few hours before the Super Bowl. Um, so my fiance is, I don't know if a lot of people know, but she is actually originally from China. She lived her first, I would say, I don't know exactly, but about 10, 11 months uh, in China and was adopted. Oh, okay. Um, she is. I didn't even know this. So this is new. Oh, yeah. Um, her other two siblings, also same story. Uh, her younger sister, also from China, younger brother from uh, South Korea. Oh, um, cool. So they go, not every year, they actually hadn't been in a few years, but they go to this um, Chinese New Year festival in uh, Dunwoody in Atlanta. Um, and I got to tag along. I was like, okay, this will be cool. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, got to eat some good food. They They had some like, Chinese street food going on, like it was oh, really, in, really interesting. I had some sticky I bet that rice. Was delicious. Yeah, it was good, man. I had some like, uh, like sweet, sweet and savory like fried nuggets that were really good. They were they were really good, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I love some Chinese food, man. Had some good dumplings. Um, and then I got this spicy sausage that was given to me. In like a like a like a like a basket of fries normally comes in. They give it to me on a couple skewers, and they throw a couple cloves of raw garlic in there. Interesting. And I'm like, does this come with that? And they're like, yeah, it's like uh, you eat it at the same time. You eat it, you know, with the with the sausage. And I sit down at the table. I'm about to eat this. Take a bite of the sausage. And then I just pick up the clove of garlic and just kind of look at it. And I'm like, am I really about to do this? <laughs> just considering it, thinking about it. And I pop it in my mouth and I can already feel the heat of the of the strength of the garlic coming in my mouth. And I'm like, I'm not going to do this. And there's no one around me. And I just, this is kind of gross, but I kind of spit it back out. Well, onto, I mean, that's the natural response. Into my tray. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not going to eat it. Well, a few minutes go by. Everyone else, you know, from my fiance's family comes around. They're starting to they're starting to eat, and uh, that is when her youngest brother dares me to eat the clove of garlic, which that changes oh. everything. Oh yeah, now your manhood's on the line. Um, so I eat this clove of garlic, and you know it's strong, and and I'm just like I'm just you know just swallow it, take a swig of water, I'll be fine. About 10 seconds after I eat this clove of garlic, I have a white hot heat just settling in the top of my stomach. And then it just starts rising oh, up my no. esophagus. And then I start to feel nauseous in my stomach. And I, oh, I went no. from a moment of just having a great Sunday, just enjoying some culture out there, to a split a, a flip of a second of like, I'm about to throw up everything I've eaten for the past four days. Oh boy. And I go to a trash can and, and like, we're in public, like we're in like a market under a tent. There's a lot of people here and I am just heaving and puking my guts out of this trash can. Oh no, man. Just viciously throwing up, just vicious. Like, and it was like, I was gagging. I was heaving. I was, I was, it was loud. (laughs) I know people were watching me all over. Uh, my fiance comes over and kind of puts her hand on my back 
And then I hear like three or four people come by and they're really like, is he okay? Does he need, <laughs> does, do we need to go get some help? Like the bathrooms are this way. Oh, and he's trying to direct you. Like, so could once, you please, could you please hold and go that way? Yeah. Uh, once I finish emptying my bowels through my mouth, um, sorry if the listeners are squeamish, by the way, but this is just how it was. Maybe we should have added a disclaimer. Um, I kind of just, I'm just, I'm trying to just be a man about it and just be like, yeah, dude, I ate garlic and threw up. This is what it is. And I just kind of put my hand over my mouth and I, I kind of, I'm like, all right, where's the bathroom? I'm going. So I go and <laughs> all of the pressure that had come from having to expel and having my head down, I, my eyes felt very heavy. Dude, I looked in the mirror in the bathroom. And you can still kind of see it. So I'm wearing glasses. I'm going to get up. Jacob, you can't totally see it because the light's a little off. But I'm going to get up really close to the camera here. Take my glasses off. You can kind of see some purple. Oh, my gosh, dude. Okay, this was like times five yesterday. Bro, what in the world? A bunch of blood vessels under my eyelids popped because of the pressure and that dude, is so violent. Yes, under my eyes was just beet red and purple. Just bruises all the way down to the top of my cheekbones. I looked like I died. I looked like death. <laughs> and I'm in the bathroom, and I hadn't looked in the mirror yet. And literally, this guy's coming out of the stall and sees me, and he literally like almost slips. Like I frightened this. I took <laughs> this guy's soul. The guy. I scared this poor <laughs> Chinese man that was like, "Oh my god!" Got <laughs> <laughs> his word. And yeah, so he I didn't went. Know I what w- he was walking into in the bathroom. Man. Yeah, this poor guy didn't know he was about to meet Satan in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I looked so oh bad. My god. I went to the Dragon Dancing Festival uh, after I swished my mouth out a little, and I just they had thought you were the dragon. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Some of the kids were like, "Are you like a part of the performance?" <laughs> oh my! And uh, yeah, I had to. I I took in the dragon dance thing for like two minutes and was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go find some ice." And I went and found a corner and just put two bags of ice directly on my eyes. Um. But it was the weirdest thing. I went home, took a nap, and then went went and worked out like before the Super Bowl. And then I ate a whole mess of wings that last night. So it was weird. Wow. I I found out that sometimes spices like garlic, if you eat enough of it on like an empty, if you eat it on like a relatively empty stomach, it can cause like an acid reaction oh. in, in your gut, and you will throw everything you have up. Like and 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 that got you. That got me. So everyone out there, be careful with garlic. <laughs> It'll do it. Ooh. Man. My well, fiance thought I was a, a vampire. She because I ate the garlic and it made me look like that. Like she was seeing my true colors for the first time. She was like, Do we need to talk about this before we get married? <laughs> Who are you it's really? Experience are you, you don't want, but are these, you this, Count that... Dan? Are you <laughs> <laughs> Count Dangula? Ah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh man, that's nothing you can plan for or you hope for, but that nope. is that that's what marriage is like, dude. Uh, you know, for better or worse. So, best for her to see you at that. And if she'll still say yes, then you got her. Mm-hmm. It's ready for a very long and happy life together. Um, well, or well, I'll Dan, just I'm, drink her blood and be done. 
So you'll that's have what a long and happy life. That's what a vampire would do. At, you'll you know. you'll live for eternity. Yeah, um, I'll live a very long life. <laughs> you know, we do always record this podcast at night. Now that I think of it, um, I have think you ever we'll seen me with this. a piece of Texas toast? Never once. I might be a vampire, dude. <laughs> I think I've suggested the like, hence the response to the garlic. Yeah. Oh, now it's all coming together. Wow. That was the whole premise of the joke. <laughs> oh, I missed that. I just thought it was just merely how I, I looked. Just merely in regards to your appearance. I'm no, sorry. I was playing off the garlic. Thing. <laughs> nope, that one took a minute. That one took a minute. It's okay. It's late. Um, Super Bowl Monday. We didn't get our morning off. It's fine. No, we did not. Yeah, we're um, still late. Well, I think we'll just continue to record this podcast from our own separate locations, and uh, we'll keep it that way in light of this news. <laughs> Oh man, well Dan, I'm glad you're okay. That's pretty serious. Yeah, um, that was weird. I've never been in that spot where I had blood vessels burst, so that is intense. Um, glad you're okay. I am too. I don't know if the people at the festival were okay. They were not. But. People were people. So that happened in the tent, and then we all walked out to like the parking lot for the for the like the dragon dance performance or whatever. Yeah. And there were people looking at me, like I just saw you vehemently throwing up and you also look like you look like Voldemort like you look like Senator Palpatine when he went through his transformation like oh man why are you here I'm just like look man I'm serious about the dragons dude I'm gonna see this how are you doing sir uh good very good I should have just been walking around like I am the senate (laughs) (laughs) so there's garbage time for you dan um just fit the mold all right well that's it for us this week on the lunch hour sports show thank you guys as always for listening we hope you had a great time enjoying super bowl 58 uh that puts a cap on the nfl season and we have some uh, more to look forward to but um exciting times in football we've reached the pinnacle and we'll look forward to seasons coming up next year But before we head off, we do have to remind you that there is an active giveaway going on on our social media channels, that lunch is on us. So we are giving away a $35 Uber Eats gift card. Y'all, you have to do, go on to Facebook, like us at the Lunch Hour Sports Show, and comment on the post where lunch is on us. We'll share that again this week so that you can get some uh, more visibility on that and be able to enter. You just have to make sure you're following us, liking you like our page, comment and tag a friend. Same thing on Instagram. Go to that post. Make sure you're following us, comment, tag a friend. And next week, we will release the winner for Lunches on Us. So $35, it'll get you a good lunch. Um, we're not going to tell you where you got to eat it because we got a little dicey after doing that last week. But you have a lot of options. Either way, it can be yours. and. Um, Go ahead and get in now, because right now the getting's good, and you want to get in there so that you've got your name in the ring, and we'll be picking that winner out um, for the next show. So with that, just make sure you're liking and follow us on Facebook, Lunch Lunch Hour Sports Show, Instagram, at Lunch Hour Sports. Keep tuned for our reels. Always some good gold coming out of that. We'll have some fun stuff out of this show in the week ahead. But as always, I am Jake with our co-host Dan. We'll see you guys next week on the Lunch Hour Sports Show.